Right. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you a bit more about perception. Um, so, and cha- and how changing your perception can help with your experience, basically. So get a tea or a coffee. It's a bit late for me, so I can't have any more. <sighs> Unfortunately. Now then, I do. Before I begin, I need to fill you in because we like to have a catch up, right? Now. Oh my God, just don't judge me on this. Now, I've done some dumb shit, but I reckon this is um, this is high up there. So, as you know, I've been pretty open about I have nightmares and I'm not very good at sleeping. And um, I have previously in my sleep, I'm very sophisticated when I have these nightmares and sleep talking, sleep walking thing. And I have gone and got my phone previously and text a boss at the time saying I wasn't coming in. And it was news to me because I actually went into work the next day only for her to say, I thought you weren't coming in. And I said, what are you on about? She said, you text me at 2.30 this morning, so I presume you're out. And I was like, I did what? And then (laughs) I thought, no, stop. And I looked at my phone and there it was, 2.30 a.m. I'm not coming in. So I obviously had a nightmare or dream about I didn't want to go in and then it obviously played out, right? So trying to explain to her about these and I I have texted people in my sleep, yeah. Now, last night I topped it off. I 1000% topped it off. I woke up this morning to an email going your order has your order is in um uh has been processed. And I thought, what's this? And it had some kind of church thing on it. And I thought, what? What? I thought, oh, it's spam, surely. But something was niggling at me, kind of going, open it up. Like it's not spam. And I thought, what? So at like six o'clock this morning, I thought, oh my God, like, you know, let's have a bit of coffee here and, and wake up a bit before I even start opening my emails. And anyway, I opened it up and I looked at the order and at... I think it was like 4.15, I had ordered, get this, an exorcism. Yes, I shit you not. And I couldn't figure out why this morning I woke up with my phone next to my bed, because normally I sleep with my phone in the lounge, only because I just don't like the electricity vibes, but also because of shit like this. So at 4am, I must have got up, got into the lounge, got my phone, come back to bed, thought about some exorcism or I know what exactly what it was. I was YouTubing last night and I saw, you know, those little boxes of, you know, we recommend you watch. One of them was an exorcism and I didn't even open it. And then this morning, so anyway, apparently a chart is on its way. It cost me 50 quid. So I must have ordered it and then it asked for that CQC thing, CVC code, which I know at like the back of my hand. And um, apparently they're going to send me this chart that they're going to do remote viewing and tell me what demons are attached. What? Like, could this shit get any more bizarre? So anyway, I'll let you know. Well, I know which one isn't attached. It's not the Jezebel spirit one, according to my love life. So yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I just thought, my God, when is this going to stop? Someone said the other day, like, I have to take, um, I don't want to take meds. 
and um, someone said you should take that CBC oil stuff but I also don't want to be numbed out I have, I worry it might affect my work you know yeah oh, and then because I didn't sleep very well I do have these sleep drops and I put them in my green tea this morning instead of echinacea so that was conflicting you know Body was wanting a recharge, but also body wanted to go back to sleep. Like, I was just like, I'm having a right day, if I'm honest. But yeah, anyway, I mean, I don't think I need an exorcism. But well, I mean, I'm sure some of my exes might think that. But anyway, 100% truth. Just, I don't even need to leave the house. I'm entertainment for myself. So anyway, on that note, now that I've filled you in on what the uh, I've done... Um, yeah, what was going to say? Oh yeah. So perception, right? Perception, perception, perception. Now then it's kind of on the back of that, actually. I'm not going to lie. So let's pull that story in this, in some kind of weird discombobulated way is that everything is a perception. I mean, obviously if you break the law, you break the law. That's not a perception. That is actually a reality, you know? Um, so don't go, you know, graffitiing and then getting arrested and saying, ah, but that's your perception. I recommend you don't do that. So what I mean is like, you know, how you view things with yourself, you know, and don't let people tell you, don't p let people force their reality on you either. You know, um, I said in a previous podcast how it's really important you keep that individualization and um, perception. So I had um, have she's not dead. I have a friend who would come to me, she went through a really, really rough patch and she would come to me saying that she was unhappy in her relationship and she really struggled to get out of it. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, unwinding out of it as such and unweavering rather, because uh, they'd been together for so long. And it really hurt me to support her through that and I know I shouldn't make it about me, but it was because I'm sensitive. I really absorb people's issues. Like, it's like I'm there with you, you know what I mean? And um, what hurt the most was how she was being perceived by her other half back to her. So my friend is a delicious, unique bundle of joy that is very hyperactive and very, you think I'm bad. Jesus Christ. Like this one runs, it gives me a run for my money. And she's got an idea every five minutes and she never finishes us, uh, finishes a sentence. So me and her are right pair. I can't get my words out. She never finishes a sentence. But we kind of know what each other's trying to say, you know? It's like, yeah. And, um, but her other half was perceiving her as irritating and childish. And, um, abrasive and kept diagnosing her. You've got ADHD, you've got ADD, you've got whatever the th difference is, but I don't know. And um, you've got this, this, this and this. And then you could see her confidence slowly go. Well, I nearly, uh, I thought, right, that's how I'm going to have to intervene here. And you really don't want that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I've been around a few people's houses sorting this mess out. Yeah. I just think it's cruel. If you don't want to be with someone, don't be with them. You can't. Like, she has never changed, you know? So while they were dating, he thought she was really funny and really, uh, like, um, an extrovert, and he loved her energy, and then he got together with her, and then he's been slowly killing her, you know? 
emotionally anyway. And I said, it's all perception. You know, he's he's perceiving you as a danger because ultimately you, you're still vibrant. You're still gorgeous and attractive and energetic. And so before he saw you as a catch and now he's seeing someone else being a threat to come in because you're still magnetic and you're still mesmerizing, you know, like you haven't changed, but his perception has changed. At first he was like, who's that? Everyone in the room sees her, I want her. And then now you've got her, it's like, now I don't want anyone else to see her. His perception has changed. But what's cruel about it is that he's changing her perception of herself, well, has been. And um, so yeah, I had to have a really strong conversation with her because I was like, this is not good enough behavior. And not on my bloody watch, you know? Like, I'm incredibly protective. And um, absolutely no way. We need to get your fire going again, you know? We need to... Uh, so anyway, I, I obviously encouraged her to leave this idiot. And she is she is, she is um, out the door. So thank God. But again, per perceptions, only because she trusted him at the beginning, doesn't mean that halfway through the relationship, he's trying to drag her down. And now she has to, you know continue to be loyal and trusting towards someone whose perception has changed, you know? So you've got to keep your wits about you. You've got to stay grounded. You know, you've got to um, not allow insecurities to change your perception. You know, a lot of, um, a lot of insecure people that I meet have a, uh, a insecurity about how they're perceived. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, I get a little bit terrified. I mean, terrified is quite a big word, isn't it? So I can't really say a little bit. I get terrified. Yeah, I do. Let's just be honest. Um, when I walk into a room and I get attention, I fucking hate it. Because I, I perceive it as a threat. I see it as a sexual threat. Yeah, only, I had a stalker for 10 years, didn't I? And um, I've had very unwanted sexual attention. Like, no thanks. Don't want it again. So I have a very black and white experience when it comes to you know being sociable you know I either feel safe or I don't there's no in between you know and I've had to really work on that perception because it ruins my experiences I don't want to go out yeah I've been known to literally freeze yeah and um, it's it's not nice so I've had to work on how I perceive how I'm being perceived and how I perceive others so like trigger points Triggers are how you're perceiving it. You're seeing it as a threat. So me walking in a room and, and people are talking to me, I just literally see it as a threat because I think, oh God, you know? Um, and there's absolutely no reason. It's very bizarre, very bizarre. So your perception can actually change your life for the worst or change it for the better. So what you want to work on is you want to work on your identity and your sense of self. So things like you know, continuing to hold your boundaries. So with my friend, the reason I told you that story is because her boundaries are now in place where if someone starts to criticize her, she doesn't allow it to keep going and she doesn't let loyalty and, and trust overtake her um, values. Whereas before she tolerated a lot and would let 
loyalty and trust overtake those values and perceptions of herself the minute now she starts to get criticized a few times she puts those boundaries in place and she creates distance so she perceives it differently she now perceives criticism as a bit of a threat rather than oh something to be ignored it's innocent oh he didn't mean it you know so perception is actually a very very important tool it can work for you or against you so if you are in danger, you can perceive your environment and react accordingly. But also you don't want it to rule your life. You don't want to walk into a cinema, for example, and freak out, you know, if it's not dangerous. So having a good sense of perception is vital for a really, really good experience. So how you can work on your perception is just know this. This is really, really important. And I'm going to drill this into you a little bit, right? So never have I ever met anyone who was wrong in their gut instincts. There's a guy on uh, Instagram called, I believe his name is Phil Goodyear and Goodwill, good, yeah, something like that. Ah, shit, maybe I should have done my research. Anyway, um, he was talking and giving an example about how he passed um, a few people on the bench. And I've had this, I've heard people you know, slagging people off. Um, I think I gave you an example which was so similar to this, it was untrue. And he had the same experience where he, he passed a park bench and, to, and a couple of people were bitching about someone being paranoid. You know, oh, they always think people are talking about them. You know, and it's like, but they're right, because you are, you know. So working on your gut instinct is incredible because it helps your perception and how you perceive things I've never ever ever known anyone to be paranoid for no reason you know it's quite a strong statement that isn't it but whenever I hear a friend or someone colleague you know say oh god I don't mean to be paranoid but that person just gives me the creeps they've always been right Oh, you know, God, I feel like a paranoid mess, but I just get really weird vibes from my boss that they're out to get me. Months unfold and, and they're, they're right, you know? So you've got to work on that identity. You've got to work on your sense of self. If you're confident in your gut instinct, whenever I get a gut, gut instinct, I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Whether I want it or not. And I now have healthy boundaries in place so that I have those safety mechanisms in place, but I have a really good, strong sense of self. So I know if I feel something, it's right. And that helps me perceive things differently. Because before I was quite insecure and I didn't really know, because I was in abusive relationships. I know I shouldn't keep going on about it, but at the end of the day, I just kept picking the same type of person. I mean, what that's a whole new level of stupid, isn't it? I found peace with myself, don't worry. Honestly, but it's like um, God loves a trier. But it's like um, because I had such a wobbly sense of foundation because they just kept gaslighting me the whole in time. Um, my perception of everything and everyone was wrong. So I ended up pushing good people away and pulling in the bad people. Hence the repeated behavior. <laughs> I mean, duh, you know, so my advice is to get a really, really strong sense of self. All right. You stick to your guns and you learn to trust that your gut instinct is never wrong and follow through with it and be bold and brave and beautiful in that regard. And the second thing is to have those boundaries in place.
Yeah. So I will say to people like, no, I don't fancy doing that. And if they keep pushing, I go, no, I will only say things twice. You know, I ain't a broken record, you know, and it's like, and if they keep pushing, I'm like, right, okay, well, you've, you're destroying my boundaries because I've literally said it twice and I ain't doing it. You know, don't make me kick off. You know, so it it's it helps. But getting a sense of self and realizing that you're not wrong and that you are on to something and trusting yourself and rewarding yourself in that way. You know, how many times do you say to yourself, My God, I was right on that. Wow, I'm such a clever person. I'm so brainy. And, you know, gosh, thank God I've got me. How many times do you say that to yourself? You never do, do you? You know, I'm sure you say, God, why was I so stupid? You know, we do lean towards the negative sometimes, whether we're trying to be humble. I know it's a British thing as well. But I would much rather you, when you are right, kind of voice it and sit with it a bit longer than you normally do because that will help with the programming, all right? So on that note, it's a short one today because I don't see the point of waffling on for the sake of waffling on. Um, just work on your foundations. Work on knowing that you've never been wrong in your life when it comes to people. You are right. It's it's okay to be disappointed. Like there's sometimes we merge the fact we think, no, we're not right about that because we don't want to be disappointed. It's okay to say, oh my God, I've got a feeling about that person and I'm disappointed. Keep it separate, babes. All right. And um, so, yeah. And uh, fingers crossed I don't order anything else tonight. Jeez. Anyway, look, love you loads as always. All right. Mm.